Welcome to the Becoming a Streamer podcast by Pipeline, where we interview your favorite streamers and learn about their journey to where they are today. I'm your host and co-founder of Pipeline, Snoopy. Today, I'm sitting down with Hafu, a former pro in World of Warcraft that now has over 700,000 followers on Twitch and has won numerous titles across different games, wild. She's also accepted into the Forbes 30 under 30 class of 2020 and has now been streaming for over eight years. Afu is an absolute inspiration and I know you're gonna love this. If you do like the podcast, please make sure you share it with a friend. My memory isn't that great, but do you remember how or when we first met? Maybe, I think it was like an IPL or ESL or yeah. something like that, way back. Something like that. I think it was it was a League of Legends event. And I in, just started- Were you into I just League? started streaming League. Yeah. Um, it's cause my the first game I streamed on Twitch was Diablo 3. And then when I beat Diablo 3 Hardcore Inferno, I was done. I was like, what should I do? I guess I'll play League because that was like the most popular PvP multiplayer game at the time. And then uh, actually did quite well in the League section, I remember. I, I was able to hold like a thousand concurrence, which was okay back then. What year is this, roughly? 2012. Wow. <laughs> and uh, oh man, I remember, okay. So some background information for people who don't know about me. I was a professional World of Warcraft player, and I also went pro in this game called Bloodline Champions before I was a streamer. And I won a, um, like four major tournaments, I guess. I, I always, yeah, I would say four. Um, I won two MLGs and um, a dream hack, and I got first for NA regionals for um, the BlizzCon qualifiers, I guess. But yeah, um, I had never experienced being carried or boosted or whatever because I, because I that wasn't a thing. Yeah, and I got carried to Diamond by Aphromoo because he actually played a Resto Druid. Aphromoo, he was played a Druid. Wait, did you like, put, did you play with him in WoW or no? No, oh, okay. no. But Afro actually came into my chat and other people recognized him and it's like, oh my god, Aphromoo, and he's like, oh, I'm just here watching my favorite Resto Druid, and then. I found out he was a streamer and he offered to play with me and I literally got boosted to diamond. That's <laughs> I mean, Afro was so good, right? Like he's so freaking good. And then someone was like, dude, you suck. And then I was like, huh, I really do suck. I'm really bad. I play only support and I'll only win when I play with Afro. That, huh, I suck. And then, so I made a new account and I decided to learn mid and decided to solo queue back to diamond and that actually got my numbers up so much because a lot of people want to see it like here's an account every single one of my games is on stream got back to diamond one <laughs> that's so Eventually. impressive to go from because i often think about this and actually more recently i've been watching your stream uh mm -hmm. because i got hooked on tft mm -hmm. and i am very bad at tft <laughs> but it's so funny when you were really good at a game and you go to other games and you're not good and yeah. you go through that like beginner's mentality again. Uh -huh. How do you, yeah, do you find that transition? You find it fun though, yeah? I find it that's the most fun. I think learning in video games is the best part. And now I think actually, I think streaming has kind of ruined it a little bit because you can just copy the best player and you don't even have to go through that cycle anymore. There's no trial and error because you just watch the best person do it and then copy them. And if you can't do it, that sucks. I mean, then you're limited anyway, right? Well, I gotta admit, I tried, I was watching um, your stream and a couple other streams, 
and I'm like copying the bills, which is the easy part. Mm -hmm. But then it's like the decision making when the counter is going down. You're like, oh, I should do that. Yeah, that that part I haven't. I don't play enough games anymore. Yeah, I mean, but that's just that takes time, right? I mean, it's not like you can just watch someone do it and then be able to emulate it perfectly. But I'm just saying it's a lot easier than before, where you really couldn't copy anyone. It, you know, like if someone beat you, you could maybe try to copy their build and stuff, but you don't get to see exactly how they're playing. You can't even ask them why they're doing that, right? Like, it has to make sense for you from an outsider's perspective instead of like literally you're on someone's stream you can ask them why they did it they'll tell you <laughs> and you can watch from their perspective that's super op yeah it's um, like having lebron james having a gopro strapped for yeah, his chest that's crazy yeah. i mean you're not going to become lebron james but you'll get a lot better a lot faster yeah. than if you were just trying to tackle it by yourself which cool. is cool uh, well i wanted to before diving too deep into the podcast. I just want to give a context because not everyone, I feel like everyone should know half of it, but not everyone will. Uh, so where are you streaming today? And um, how long have you been streaming for? Uh, I'm streaming in Fort, well, I live in Fort Worth, Texas right now. Uh, my fiance has a house here, so I live here. And uh, I've been streaming for almost eight years now. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. And you're on Twitch and you just recently on Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. I just resigned with Twitch. Uh, yeah, so I'm really, really pumped about that. Twitch has always been my home and it will continue to be my home. That's super cool. Um, so I want to wind the clock right back to before <laughs> you even got started. Um, and you mentioned a little bit in the intro was that you get your start in competitive gaming. How did you get your start in competitive gaming? Um, okay, so it's kind of, <laughs> I always thought I got really lucky because I didn't play video games unless you count like Neopets or The Sims. Um, I dabbled in like Pokemon Gold, you know, like really basic games. Um, but my boyfriend in high school wanted me to play World of Warcraft with him over the summer. And I just wanted to hang out with him. <laughs> so I got the game and I got really hooked. Um, I actually got mono, which is the kissing disease, you know. I didn't even get it from him. I got it from a water bottle at camp. Wow. But uh, I was sick for two months, and all I did was play WoW, and I got really hooked. And then when he dumped me, <laughs> I got depressed and turned to WoW and was super hooked. And, yeah, I ended up just being really, really good at it. I didn't – I thought – I guess – I guess I just have a knack for games. I didn't realize it, but um, I really don't like losing. <laughs> so every time I lose, I really try to, wait, is this working? Okay, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. your video is frozen. But um, every time I lost, I would think really hard about like, what could I have done better? And what can I learn from that? And if you keep using that over and over and over, eventually you just stop losing. It's like a little puzzle every time you lose, right? And um, yeah, I got rank one on my battle group. Uh, I got rank one on my server, got rank one on my battle group. And then people told us, oh, there's only one competitive BG and that's BG9. It was like where Tychondrius was. Mm -hmm. So me and my team, we transferred over there and we got rank one on the first day. <laughs> it was really sick. Um, but yeah, we just kind of had a knack, knack for it. That is well. And were you, when that was happening, were you conscious like i am going to be the best or was it like i'm just really good at this game and i'm going to keep playing this game and was there any like i want to be competing for money in this or did that was that, that wasn't even what i didn't even know that esports were a thing like i didn't know that there was going to be competitions 
um, they announced BlizzCon and for arenas and like online qualifiers and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, like it are we were already going to be able to make it through, yeah. you know? Um, so it was just, like a natural thing for me. And actually my first tournament, we bombed out because of me, because I didn't realize how different it was to not play on your own setup. And because I had uh, I had no computer one of those gear. Online people, you can't, you can't. No, 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 no. It's okay. Do you remember square monitors? Like square, yeah, CR, like CRTs. Now, yeah. I, okay. I didn't have a CRT at yeah. that point. I had a. It was a flat screen one, but it was a square, yeah. not a widescreen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Going from the square to the widescreen, you it's so it's so disorienting. So like, did and you so fail qualifiers or something? No, we we went to our first. Qualifies is online. We, of course, we got there. But um, <laughs> but for my first MLG, we got like last because I couldn't play, and I went home after that MLG and I bought a widescreen monitor, and then played on that. And then the next MLG we won, and then the next one we won, and like we just kept winning after that. But I mean, how are, how am I ever supposed to know if I don't play video games yeah, and yeah. I don't know this scene and I'm not, I don't realize that I can't, I don't understand what I'm looking at, you know? Did you start to develop the like, I need my gear thing, like at different events? Oh, no, actually, <laughs> we got sponsored by Fnatic and we had to use SteelSeries stuff and I refused to use it. Because I needed my crappy, you know, the basic Dell keyboard and mouse. Oh, that's what was, you're used to. Yeah. That's what I'm used to. I'm like, I can't, these keys are too hard to press. I was such a brat. I didn't understand sponsorships or anything like that. But I was like, why would I use this crap when it's like just expensive? No offense. I love SteelSeries. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> but sorry, that, but I was just stupid. It's so true though. You're absolutely right. As you, when you become so competitive at a game, you get used to your setup. And when mm -hmm. that's taken away from you, it's just such a massive variable that yeah really impacts your performance you don't realize that it's going to affect you it, and like i said i had never seen an esports tournament i didn't know what it could be like or that they were even gonna exist or i would play in one you know um i don't remember why we're on this yeah <laughs> no i was talking about like when you went competitive and you went to wow because that happened before streaming yeah and you'd mentioned that when you dropped out of university did that happen before you went competitive oh i was i was 17 when i competed i was in high school still and actually took a year off high school to compete in wow because tournaments were happening so often and it was um i mean you you remember this but tournaments are friday saturday sunday yep. meaning you have to fly in thursday and then you get home monday yep. so then i'm in school for tuesday and wednesday and that's just just didn't really make sense. And my parents actually let me take my senior year off and I went back the next year to finish. How did that go down? I feel like, how was that um, decision of dropping out with your parents? Were they like, I totally get it, go for it? Or were they like, this, she's happy? I promised them I would go back to school. And I told, it was just a, honestly, like we kind of take it for granted now, looking back. But back then it was such a cool experience. You get to travel the world. I got to go to Montreal, to Germany, to California, to Florida, you know, like I got to go so many awesome places. I mean, I feel like such a brat now. I hate traveling. Yeah. Like I I cannot stand going anywhere. If it, if the flight's longer than three hours, I will complain about it and see if I can, <laughs> yeah, see if I can get out of it because it's actually not good as a streamer to travel, right? You miss so many days. 
and you're tired and yada, yada, yada. Uh, But back then, you know, I wanted to see the world. I wanted to like, this is such a cool opportunity. I got to do something I loved and I got to make money and I got to see my friends and yeah. I remember the first time I went, it was a Gamescom I went to. And I don't know if you had this when you went to your first event and you seen the energy in the room and like it was just it was so incredible to be a part of it i was like i'm not letting go of this like i'm going to do this it was actually a little bit different for me because i was a girl in a sea of guys and especially this is 2008 Mm. okay (laughs) there were booth babes and then there was me and that was the female (laughs) yeah that was it and i felt really out of place but um i mean all the people i played with and against were super nice and um, Do you ever compete I, against Carlos? No. Oh. I am on, you know, I'm on G2. Yeah, yeah, I know you're on G2. But he's, okay, he yeah. was my, my teammate for a while, and we, we played uh, against each other for many years. So I just wondered if you ever played against no, him. No, I, I think we missed each other or something. I don't I don't think I played against him, at least. Um, he's not that memorable, don't worry. <laughs> no, I, I remember his name, and I remember his scarf. But, yeah. Um, I think I knew him more from his League of Legends pro, day, pro days rather than a... World of Warcraft. Yeah. How's it been going, or for you, when was that, like, I'm going to go fill time? Because I'm guessing you didn't go back to university. Oh, okay. So I dropped out of high school, went back, finished, and then went to college. And my first year of college, I got addicted to Bloodline Champions. Do you know Too Good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he was, he was kind of like my mentor in all of this. And he helped me get sponsored by Fnatic. And then he introduced me and a bunch of the pro wow players to bloodline champions which later on became battle right if you guys have heard of that that was so much fun that was the 3v3 mode i got hooked on that for a while uh so i won dreamhack for that game (laughs) you did yeah so um, that's so cool yeah it's a 3v3 game and it was my second video game (laughs) so i got i always said i got really lucky with wow and then after i won dreamhack i was like oh maybe i'm okay at games and the thing about that is I thought I was so bad at games naturally because, okay, when I first started playing WoW, I couldn't move my camera. I didn't know how to whisper people. I didn't even know when I leveled because it's just like all this new information. If you had never played an MMO, it's really confusing, you know? Mm. And then same with Bloodline Champions. Like everyone else was so much better than me at first because I was like, what is aiming? <laughs> like, what do you what are skill shots and how am I supposed to know where to aim anything? And I was the worst by far, but I kept practicing 1v1s, 1v1s, 1v1s and, until I could like beat everyone in 1v1. That's so interesting. Cause I, <laughs> you're making me think, uh, I remember when I first started league, I actually hated it. And I, I quit after like right away. And I came back again three months later cause some friends convinced me yeah. to, but I thought it was too hard when I first started playing it. Because I'd never League. played a MOBA before. Yeah. yeah, they're so hard. Okay, MOBAs are so hard when you don't know what's going on. You're like, how, wait, like, how do you even learn how to jungle? You know, it's like, wait, how, the, the creeps are killing me. When do I know when to heal? I, when do I buy? I would sit in, I didn't know how to jungle, so I'd sit in lane until level three, get a bunch <laughs> of EXP, then go jungle, because I couldn't do it. But at least no one knew how to do it back then. Yeah. I mean, think about, like, when everyone's starting a new genre, everyone's terrible. And that's yeah. actually the most fun. That's the best part of games. And now, like I said, streaming has kind of killed that. There is no noob mode now. Everyone gets better so fast. That's a great segue into um, 
you're now considered, I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, you're, you're a streamer content creator first. Or are you a competitor yes. first? No, I am a streamer content creator first. So how do you maintain being competitive with the requirements? Because so, like, being a content creator is so much, so demanding. So it's being a competitor. But how do you stay competitive? Because you went from WoW to Hearthstone to Battle Right that I didn't know about. Mm -hmm. Then you're in TFT now and you're competitive mm -hmm. in that. So how do you stay uh so competitive? You don't have to, what I realized is you don't have to be the best to get viewers. You just have to be consistent and- but You're still pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, but there's a huge difference. I mean, you know this, yeah. if you're even challenger in league, it doesn't yeah. mean you're, you can be on the world stage, right? Yeah. There's like, it's like night and day if you're, if you're looking at that. Like being high ranked in ladder is like, nice job. But I mean, being actually competitive and being actually able to like, win tournaments or something that is that is like light years away do you still have that itch in you like or have you managed to let go like mentally no honestly i think competing is a bit toxic at this point in my life because it's too volatile and um streaming is a constant right and as a as a child i really wanted the competition i really wanted like that's all i cared about but now I want a career. <laughs> I want to know that I can pay for rent. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I definitely had my fun and I still get to compete now and then, especially like streamers get invited to a lot of stuff, which is fun. Um, and it's still fun to try to like get higher and ladder. You know, I, I haven't lost my motivation to be a good player. Um, but yeah, I think it's a lot healthier and a lot better to just focus on streaming. Did you ever think about in that whole journey, the last eight years or a little bit longer than that for competitive, did you ever think about giving it up and getting a real job? And I say, I say a real job because streaming is a real job. Yeah, uh, definitely. There was actually a time in my streaming career. Okay. When I first started streaming, I was dating a guy that I had been seeing for, I think two or three years at that point already. And I didn't, I didn't like consider that streaming would become a, my career, right? Like I didn't, I thought it'd be like a fun thing I did for a little bit, but if, if you know, when you start, you don't, you don't expect it to like go on for eight years. Right. Um, so yeah, we were public with our relationship and two years later we broke up <laughs> and that was a breakup that I had so much trouble getting over. It was something that I hadn't like processed by myself. Yeah. And people coming on stream and asking about it every single day. And especially like some people, they can tell when something affects you, right? And they'll keep pressing because they can get a reaction out of you. And it wasn't anyone's fault because he had been part of, you know, such a big part of my life and part of my stream for so long. And then he was gone. Everyone's like, what happened? What happened? What happened? And then I was going crazy. I was like, I actually cannot live this way because I mean, I think everyone, or, or if anyone's ever experienced a bad breakup, it's already hard enough yep. without anyone, you know, without anyone else talking to you about it. But just imagine every five minutes when you're trying to work, <laughs> you know, like you actually can't get away from it. Usually like when I'm going through a bad breakup, I want to stream so I can forget about it. Right. Yeah. And then I couldn't even do that. And so I was actually going crazy. I was going to quit. How so did like, you find that over the years? Though. Um, I imagine that was really tough. How did you find balancing having any kind of personal life versus your stream life? Or is there no such thing as half his personal life? Um, no, there, there definitely is. I definitely watch what I say on stream now. 
uh, back then I could just tell stories about my friends because like didn't matter but now all of my friends are streamers <laughs> so I can't really like you know I can't name names I, I'm a lot more careful about what I'm saying um I still overshare a little bit uh, my fiance is dog dog he's another streamer he doesn't like that I share so much and he's gotten mad at me a few times but I've I've watched a lot of what I say now and um yeah I mean I'm naturally an open person so I, I want to tell my stream everything you know they're such a big part of my life and you know I want them to it's also easier I, I imagine in some easier. ways okay if if, if dog's gonna look mad at you that's maybe not so easy but if <laughs> um it's it's easier to not put up a front yeah I've always been completely myself on stream. Um, I think some people have a stream personality and that works for them. And that's great. But I stream a lot. Of, I stream long hours. <laughs> There's no way you can like act for that many hours. You know, I think everyone who acts um, can do like three to five hours and then yep. you burn out because you have to be like actively in the role at all times. You can't just like fake being someone else 24 seven. That's really exhausting. How how serious, I mean, streaming is obviously very serious to use your career, you know, all these things, you've got a massive community. How serious do you take streaming in terms of like prep and discipline and, and those kinds of things? Or how much of it is like, this is what I'm going to do today, this is what I'm going to do next week? Well, with, okay, I've never had a schedule that I've gotten to keep, but with with Twitch resigning me, one of the one of the bullet points is I have to have a schedule and I have to declare it like once a week. I have to pin it to my Twitter. That's so good. I'm glad they did that. For you, that's a good thing. I it's think. actually yeah. good. And honestly, this year has been so good. I got engaged and I got a dog. Oh, um, what dog did you get? Uh, she's a rescue and she's um, a corgi spaniel. Oh. So cute. But uh, yeah, I wake up. Oh, I started personal training. We just started like a month ago. That's gonna be so good for your like mental yeah. health. And so in the morning, yesterday. I walk my dog. Well, I personal train on three days and then walk my dog and then get ready for my stream, stream, walk my dog, <laughs> eat and then relax and sleep. And honestly, I have a really happy life and it feels so normal and healthy and not something I imagined myself having. Like this is the first time I'm turning 29 in two days. Oh, I got goosebumps. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like so happy for you. This is great. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I'm turning 29 in two days, and this is the first time I've ever felt like an adult. Because honestly, the streaming lifestyle is the same lifestyle I've had since I was 14 playing WoW, you know? Yep. Wake up, go to the computer, sleep. <laughs> That's it. And uh, you don't think about what time you're waking up. You don't care what time you're sleeping at. You eat when you can, and uh, you shower when you can, you know? <laughs> it's just, it's all just, nothing matters. Just get to the computer and kind of like, X out real life. I don't know. Games have always been an escape for me. And now it's um it's it's a healthy part of my life instead of like just a just an escape from reality. That's super cool. I'm so happy for you. Is um when you look forward, do you think about more structure? Like obviously a schedule is already structure, but do you think about like I want to cut my you know 10 hours down to four or five hours? Do you think about that or are you like, no, I'm just gonna see how it goes? Um, I mean, I don't think the hours are that much of a problem for me, um, especially because I can stream whatever I want, <laughs> which is nice. Um, 
like, oh man, TFT, I can play for like four to five hours. On the sixth hour, I like can't really focus at all. It's just like a, a really mentally taxing game because mm-hmm. in oh, I, I streamed Hearthstone for like four or five years. Hearthstone, you can like rechat 90% of the time, make a move and then rechat. And it's very like there are some critical thinking moments, but TFT is like every turn you're critically thinking. Yeah. You know, so it's mentally draining. <laughs> like you, you don't get a freaking break. And so um, I can only do that for so long before my my brain actually starts crashing. That's true. But uh, yeah. Did you over the years have like a big break or was it like linear growth for you? I've had a few big breaks. Um, like I said, in League of Legends, I started growing that number up from League. I started League with like 300 viewers. Oh, okay. So for streaming, I, I got a head start, right? Because I was a pro WoW player. Yep. And so a lot of people already knew me. And then I also had a lot of pro friends. I mean, you know how important like networking is in streaming, right? And um, like my, f- okay, actually it was HD Starcraft, if you guys know him. I don't. Name. Was he pro? Uh, he wasn't pro, but he had a very popular Starcraft 2 um, YouTube, like super popular. And I actually didn't even know him in person, but I was friends with like Idra and like Pain User, Inca, like all those people, Huck. Um, because MLG has had StarCraft 2 there as well. And uh, I, I was playing with some of them in Diablo, and he was in the same mumble. And he was the one who talked me into playing Inferno and convinced me to stream it. And I didn't want to stream. I, I absolutely did not want to stream because, uh, honestly, back then, it was really toxic. Being a girl online was toxic. Yeah. And I after, after, I, played, after I quit WoW, I stopped using voice chat with anyone I didn't know. And I, I stopped using like anything that would suggest that I was a female. Cause it's just way better if you can just play. And it's like, why would I put myself through that again? And then he, the way he said it was like, if you have content that you're proud of, then you should be proud of it. People are all, are always going to give you shit, no matter what you do and what you accomplish, are you just never going to do anything again? And it's so good. It's so like stoic and like profound. Yeah. yeah. That's such a, that's such good advice. And I was like, okay, that sounds, that sounds good. Also, I heard, I heard Idra was making a thousand dollars in ads a day. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely helped too. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Um, so yeah, uh, I started off my first stream with like 3000 viewers. I think it blew up in China or something. Someone posted it somewhere. And then I modded a random person and they banned every Chinese person. I didn't understand what oh moderating was okay, yeah. or Twitch. And it was so bad because they're like, just mod me, mod me. You know, like it's my first stream. I'd never watched a Twitch stream before. It's so bad. I but, think um, that, to your point there though, that's a lot of people like put a lot of pressure on themselves to like have everything right and like know how to do everything. And the reality is like, I mean, look, you're so successful today, but you didn't know what you were doing at all. Even when no. you first got into games and then into content creation, you had no idea. Yeah. I mean, we're all just trying to do our best. You can't do everything perfectly. And especially on stream, right? Like we're human. You can't be perfect on stream all the time. Like, I don't, oh man, I don't even know how many hours I've been live on Twitch and how many failed moments I've had, right? Um, but I think that's good. It makes you relatable. It makes you human. That seems like even a great the- compilation series. It's just like, oh no. times I've failed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you have any like big mistakes you felt you made in your career so far? 
um, I cared a little too much about being strict at the beginning. Like I banned everyone who would copy copy pasta. Oh, really? And now my chat refuses to do it because back then it was way more copy copy pastas. Back then, especially in Hearthstone chat, was like ridiculous amounts. Like if you ever went to Crips chat or you know any of the big Hearthstone streamers chats, Forsen's chat, it's just like nonstop copy pastas, and you can't read a single word. And I thrive off my community talking and chatting. So anything that would promote spam, I would permaban. Mm. And I got people to, people don't like getting permabanned. You know, nope. they really don't like it. So <laughs> I kind of built a bad rep for myself in being so strict. Um, I kind of regret that because I wish my chat was a little more spammy and a little bit more trolly now. Um, I think it's a touch of both worlds. You've got, you've cultivated such a good community. So it's, that's like a really good thing. And then if it was spammy, I guess, yeah. It's, it's such a catch-22, because I bet the people that have really spammy chats are like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, but also, I don't know. Also, I just, one big mistake I made was uh, I took myself too seriously, and I got offended by everything. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I've definitely loosened up a lot. And sometimes it's just more fun to, like, harass the person back not harass that's not a good word but just to like call someone out on their stupid comments yeah and to let them know um especially now that you can see people's entire chat history yeah sometimes when they're really like oh my god when someone's backseating me and they're like yelling the same thing over and over i'll open their chat history and like full screen it that's so like, good look yeah. at you look at what you're doing <laughs> look at you what are you're this saying person yeah yeah why are you like this and um that's kind of fun How, and, do, you, do you give yourself any time over the years did you ever take time off um i did once twice i've, I've done i've done like maybe two weeks off twice ever i want to say i want to say because um once my stream was popping off in hearthstone because there was this challenge the 110 challenge Basically, you had to win 10 arena runs. You had to win 100 times in 10 runs, which is an average of 10, which is ridiculous. I averaged I, I averaged on the high end, like 8.5. Um, anyway, it's a really cool challenge made by Moz, and a lot of people attempted it. And the highest results at that time were like 60-something. Uh, because you had to give up once you once it was impossible Oh, it was like over, complete. you couldn't go again. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, once the 100 was unobtainable, you had to give up. That's why the the results were so low but like 63 i think was the highest at the time i got to 96 <laughs> before i lost and my stream was popping off um because a lot of people had just said i was worse than like crip or trump or a lot of the other big arena streamers yeah. and that was kind of just like the word was i was worse and that was it there were no stats to prove it and then with something like this it just proved that i was really freaking good yeah um and a lot of people tuned in. I mean, like, you can't do anything about it if people don't think you're good, yeah. right? And uh, that just sucked for me. Um, but yeah, my, my stream, I was averaging like 10,000 viewers every day. And I had a cough. And instead of resting my cough, I streamed. Of course I'm going to stream. I have 10,000 viewers. I'm not turning off my stream. It's like a dopamine. If you give that to a streamer, they're like, no way I'm stopping. Yeah, do I need you sleep? don't you need stop. Sleep. You just die. Just die. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I had I had that cough linger for like five months. I, I don't know, so long after. 
and eventually it got so bad i just took two weeks off i was like the only way is to rest it because every time you talk you irritate it it's like irritated airways or something was someone else telling you this like i i care about you or was it more um you realized this yourself yeah no i, I realized it myself because it was it was it got really bad i couldn't like couldn't say two words without coughing mm. And uh, at one point, I just stopped talking altogether on stream. And I was like, I just needed to take two weeks off until it heals. And recently, it happened again. And I kind of did the same thing. It was during TFT. I can't quit. <laughs> I can't. At the beginning of TFT, I'm not going to stop streaming. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> and then I had to take, like, you know, some time off to rest. That's good that you're at least, you're, you're, you do it, though. That's a good thing. It must be so hard, though. I can imagine you're like, oh, my God, all the numbers going when, up. When the viewers are good you gotta farm yeah you gotta you gotta just you know it's your time to shine to take those moments i loved i was really happy when riot released the um was it beta or alpha yeah yeah yeah, the beta, yeah, yeah. Beta board. i, I was asked so them happy. to actually oh you did <laughs> yeah because they were debating whether to do it or not and uh people other people had been asking about it in the discord we had a discord and I was like, oh, I've actually been winning so much. I bet I'm like doing pretty well. And then they looked it up and I was like, oh, you're first. <laughs> and I was like, what? Um, and they were debating to whether they should release it or not. And I was like, it would just mean a lot to me because like this is something that, for example, like in a Hearthstone, uh, they had the stats to show that I was actually higher than Crip and some of the other big arena streamers. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I don't even need to people to know that I'm better, just like to take me seriously. It's really yeah. hard for females to be taken seriously. And I was like, it would just do a lot for my career. And it did, <laughs> you know, it would be just a lot of recognition. And that's something that I'm always fighting for. That's that's, yeah. How, I think one, that's unfair that you have to fight for it harder. Um, but how much responsibility do you take? Do you, is it something that you own? Is it something you're like kind of nervous with? Like what's your relationship with that responsibility as one of the most if not most successful female gamers? Um, I didn't realize that it was important until, you know, later in my career. Cause when I, when I was starting, people would ask me about it. I was like, I don't know, I'm just playing games. It doesn't mean anything to me, but actually it's really important that um, we see more girls um, competing and being competitive and t being taken seriously because honestly it's, it sucks that like if you just see like uh, if you just tune into TFT, for example, and you see a bunch of streams and you see a girl streamer, you just, so, some people will just like automatically assume they're not as good. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like a natural instinct almost. And then if you're going to. I don't know. I don't know how to explain this, really. It's just it's such a big disadvantage when my angle is that I'm good at games and then for people to automatically assume that I'm bad at games. That's BS. Yeah, that sucks yep. because I that, that's like the audience that I'm trying to get is people who want to learn and get better and, you know, grow with me as a yeah, it's such as an a unfair gamer. thing. You're also just like really damn, not just damn you to the game, but you're you talk to your chat and like actually interact with them which not a lot of people that are good at games do. It's because you. you're taking it so seriously. Um, so that's Thank good. I, I love it. It's, it's not a fairness thing, but it's just like something I realized. And I was like, what am I supposed to do if people won't even like click the link, right? Like they won't even click in. Like the first time I broke 10,000 beers in Hearthstone alone, I didn't have a webcam on and people didn't realize I was a girl. 
and that's the only reason they clicked in. It was like the opposite. People always say it's so much easier being a girl. <laughs> and it is, I, I actually think it is easier to be a female. The floor is, the floor is higher, but the ceiling is lower. Mm. That's, yeah. that's what I think. It is great. I must admit, like the evolution is one thing I want to ask you about. It's just like, how do you, have you seen the streaming evolve? Now you're all, you're eight years, you said. Have you seen mm -hmm. it evolve over the years? It is a lot more professional and it's a lot more, which is good. It's really good. I mean, you know, <laughs> Twitch has gone through a lot of the, a, a lot of different things like dealing with harassment. Like well, what are they going to do when a big streamer sends their viewers to harass someone? Like that's not okay now. It used to be okay. It's not okay now. And it takes time for these things to kind of happen and be like, oh no, what do we do? Right. Or like, um, there's this one, one Hearthstone tournament and Hearthstone had like 30, 40, 50,000 viewers back then. Right. For the big tournaments where in the finals, there was, um, there's a guy who's African-American and they were just, the chat was just spamming like the most heinous racist crap yeah. and the mods were trying to ban it, but they couldn't do anything about it. And then like, what are you going to do in those situations, right? Yeah. Now now Twitch has handled everything way better. And like a lot of their rules are more black and white, which I like. I think everyone had a problem with that. Suddenly someone's getting permanently banned off of Twitch. Like, what is that? Mm -hmm. Why is that happening? Yeah. It is. It's so hard though as a platform. Like, yeah, there's plenty of things that Twitch could do better, but it's so hard as a platform whether you're any of the the big platforms to make the right call all the time it's just there's such a fine line um and yeah it's, it's so a lot hard. Of gray area yeah so um definitely it's hard to enforce laws when everything is you know not black and white it's just gray yeah. we're gonna do in every situation but they're working on it they're improving and it's like like i said especially with amazon taking over it's gotten a lot more professional i've, uh, I've one thing i've loved is seeing with all the new platform, like, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Mixer, like all putting their hat in the ring, it's, I think, made Twitch step up a lot in a very yep. good way, which I think is great for viewers, like, all up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, their <sighs> competition is good for everyone, Yeah. right? And uh, the platform has grown because of it, and other platforms are also growing because of it, and it's just going to make the viewing experience and the streaming experience better for everyone. What, what do you think of like streaming in five years? Do you think, how do you think it's going to be? I hope I'm still on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to change further from here, but I think they're going to create new ways for ads because <laughs> yeah. they're still kind of fighting the ad block. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Because um, I mean, you remember back on back in like 2012, 2013. Yeah, ads made a lot because no one. I, had I remember ads one month I had I got it was like th one month I got 13 and a half k just from ads. Yeah, and this was back in 12, 2010 or eleven something or like super early. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. <laughs> um. And yeah, no one had ad block. Yeah, now ninety percent have ad block, so it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's kind of interesting because now instead of buying ad space, they buy streamers to promote their game or, you know, something like that, which is better for me. Yeah. 
<laughs> Worse for Twitch. Actually, yeah. kind of better for Twitch too. I think it's a it's a catch twenty two. I, I do think you're right. There's monetization is going to step up. I also just think that we're still really early in live streaming. It sounds crazy, like there's been you know a decade now, but I still think with the increased competition, we're at such early innings of mm -hmm. live streaming all all up. Um, I think that while there's this tension between like enough audience for the the amount of eyeballs, I think that's just going to keep going up. There's going to be more eyeballs on live content. There's going to be more creators. Um, this month has been wild. I don't know if you've looked at any of the numbers, but there's 5.1 million broadcasters on Twitch. In the That's month crazy. Okay, I, I don't know any of the numbers. Which is wild. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. And viewership's gone like sp spiked up as well. Um, the number of partners. I mean, partners is, is not got the value it used to have back in the day, but there's like 41,000 oh or something <laughs> partners now. Um, so there's more people that are making a career and that's like really good stuff. Um, yeah. so I'm super bullish on it. Is there anything you tell yourself way back when you've now got eight years, um, of knowledge? Is there anything you would have told yourself way back in the beginning? Understand your angle and push it. I think, um, especially, okay. Back then it was quite easy because no one streamed. So, um, it was quite easy to, you know, get up there. And people would give your stream a chance if you even had a computer that could stream, right? And the internet, oh man, oh, having inter the internet came a long internet. way Oh over my the years. gosh! Imagine having two up, like begging for two up, and getting DDoSed. Do you remember that? Good oh my times. god, the DDoS, and then <laughs> sharing your address on stream. Yeah, there's all so those many. problems. Yeah, so so many things. Yep. Anyway, um, yeah, just understand why someone would choose your stream over other streams. Think about why you watch the streams that you enjoy watching. You know, it's got to be something specific. And they probably do something better than, than other streamers in their own regard, right? Yeah. Um, and just think about what your angle could be. If you're not that good at games, it has to be your personality, your looks, your humor, you know, something. It has to be something. And then just push the crap out of it because you have to drive that point home. Yeah. To people giving your stream a chance for the first time. And always think about like, especially at the start, how are you going to captivate someone to keep coming back? And um, I thought about that over the years and a few different things is like have a, have a storyline, have a goal. Like whenever I did a challenge, like I'm going to go from unranked to diamond one and this is my climb. And I've never played mid before. I'm going to learn mid right? That's what I did in league. And I saw a huge boost in viewers because people wanted to see my progress and I was climbing and climbing, and climbing. And that's a storyline, right? Anytime you have a goal, it's like someone has to keep tuning in because you want to see what happens when there's no goal and you're just logging on and you're playing. It's a lot less exciting. I can, sh I can go there anytime. There's no urgency to watch that. That's so good. That <laughs> is, that's really good advice. That the idea of a story, um, in a reason because a lot of people I think rely on the platform to do the work mm -hmm. and you cannot rely on just the platform to do the work um, yeah cool this was absolutely awesome half it's been so good I mean I followed your journey from afar for for years um, but it was so good to learn more about how it all came together uh, where can folks listening find you if they want to go check you out and they should after this uh, you can find me on twitch twitch.tv slash it's Hafu and uh, yeah I hope to see you in my stream well, massive congrats uh, on resetting with Thank Twitch you. and all the best, Afu.